Hey, Doug. Hey, Sal. It's kind of weird uh, without Adam and Justin here, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of quiet. Well, Adam had his um, he had he was he had his pedicure appointment, and then Justin was um, he had to chop some trees down. So it's just me and you. Uh, but we get the honor of telling people about uh, Maps Aesthetic. And the cool thing is it's really Adam's program in a lot of ways. Well, it's I mean, it's the first program that we've put together that's specifically designed for aesthetics, for making you look the way you want to look. Um, it's out now, mindpumpmedia.com. It's, it's available right now. The regular price is $127, but we're putting it on sale. Uh, for 107 and that sale is going to end uh when's that ending doug that's april 26th at midnight so if they enroll now all the way up until 26th of uh of april they will be able to get that 20 dollars off so 107 yeah but the cool thing is you can get started for only 44 dollars. right so that that's right i forgot about that so if you want to enroll in the program 107 is too much right now you can do it for 44 bucks uh there's we can have a payment plan so 44 bucks You'll get full access to Maps Aesthetic. Um, what if somebody does the program and it doesn't blow their mind? Here's the thing, though. Not going to happen, right? We already know what's going to happen. They yeah, do that's it. not going to happen, but... But let's say they do it and they're like, I'm not happy with it. Yeah. 30-day full money-back guarantee. So they can literally start Maps Aesthetic, try it for 30 days. They don't like it. Return it. Boom. Refund. Absolutely. Okay. Why don't we throw in some shit? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So uh, what, what, uh, what are we going to give them? Let's give them a car. A car, uh, maybe not. No car, no cars. How about a T-shirt? Yes. All right, so they can I can do that for All you. All right, so free T-shirt, and uh, we have a lot of people that are interested in our guides. We have the uh, intermittent fasting guide, which teaches people um, how to fast properly. Very effective uh, tool for improved energy, health, fat loss. Um, why don't we give them fifty percent off if they want that guide? Yeah, and how about all the other ones as well? Wow, you're very generous today. Yeah, yeah, I'm normally that way. You know, I don't think so. I think you like that because Adam and Justin aren't here, and you want to sound cool. Yeah, you caught me. <laughs> caught me. So, nutrition survival guide, fifty percent off if you want that. If you want the occlusion guide, also fifty percent off. What if they don't want any additional guides, but they want more shirts? They want the red map shirt or the green map shirt or the black map shirt. Hey, what about that? Buy as many as you want for fifty percent off. So they enroll in Maps Aesthetic. They get the discount because it's on sale until April 26th. Yes. They also get a free t-shirt. That's included. Yes. And on top of that, 50% off any of our peril or any of our guides. Absolutely. 30-day money-back guarantee. You got it. We've gone crazy. <laughs> Mind Pump. Absolutely insane. Mindpumpmedia.com. Check it out. Mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this room is the biggest asshole in the world, and his name is Adam. Let me tell you why. <laughs> the this, biggest gaping asshole. Let me tell you why. Uh, but oh, Actually, before I do, uh, look us up on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me, Sal Stefano at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam the asshole at Mind Pump Adam, and you can find <laughs> Justin at Mind Pump it. Justin. Yeah. And uh, oh, check this out. We got a shit ton of testimonials at mindpumpmedia.com. Now, let me tell you guys why Adam's an asshole. Mm-hmm. We're all here, right? We're waiting for him because mm-hmm. uh, actually he was waiting for us. He left, came back. So he was here before us. So he wasn't late like usual. He walks up the <laughs> stairs. I'm looking down the stairs. Here comes Adam. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to give him a handshake or a hug or, hey, buddy. Right, what's yeah. up, bro? Yeah, you're my friend. I, I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> and what does he do? Punches Punches you in the nuts. He, does, he does the underhand. Dick like, flick. The, dick, the, co- oh. the, the ball flick. Yeah. Pick. 
That's right. And 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 lands. He like, did the graze where it's like way worse. It wasn't getting, hard. Like, it wasn't like on. he blasted me in the balls. No, it makes you like crippled for like. Why five does minutes. that never get old? Too. I it was like, a little tap. Yeah. It was a little My tap. Used to do that to me like forever, bro. The, it hit, he hit me in the left, exactly the yeah. left testicle, and and you know when you get hit exactly the, the left testicle. <laughs> you know when you yeah. get hit in the ball and and you know in about five seconds the pain's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, 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 later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was just I was able to it's like, like one, express two, how angry I, think it's I was. A thousand ten, and then it hits you. So I was I was able to express my hatred for him at that moment. I was like, you because mo- I knew I was like, you mother, and I was like, oh. <laughs> And I, know, we, I know that sounds immature, but I feel like it's just one of those things that never gets old. I feel like you can, and it's it, it's not like I do that all the time. It's like that was the perfect opportunity. I was walking up the steps. Your thing was in my face as I was coming <laughs> up. You were staying at the top. That was, was the first thing that just came naturally. I'm like, I'm gonna walking flip. up like a swashbuckler. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he buckled gonna, my he swashed yeah. my buckles. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna flick these grapes real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Low hanging fruit. Yeah, because because hey, I, hey. I know you got your grape underwear on. Now that we're on, now that we're on That's air, right. let's just let's just let everybody know. Oh, we're Starting that for was, real. Now that we're on there, it was it was heavy, wasn't it? You felt, <laughs> it, was, it was heavy. You it felt the weight. You heard a thud. I heard my knuckles. It was a thud like a dunk. <laughs> I my knuckles swollen. You felt the weight. Yeah. And hey, I, I got an idea. Let's play podcast roulette. <laughs> Where are we gonna go, guys? I don't know. We have no. We have nothing to talk about. I yeah. have something to talk about. I find it. If, oh, you know, you? of course. Well, no. When we have guests, <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. That surprises me. I don't. I. I wonder when we have guests. It when it's gonna get better. I feel like. When we have guests, it's just it's, yeah. It's almost like um, you know what it's like. We haven't gelled well yet. It's like it's like you dream about having a threesome, and you finally have one. It's just awkward. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, somebody feels like, hey, you're not, you know, doing these things to me over here. I'm over here. I was kind of. I'll get to you. It's like being in a relationship. I feel like I've been in a relationship with, and I've been making out with you guys for a year, and then I make out with somebody new for the very first time. It's just Mm. no matter if, even if they're a good kisser, it's just weird. It's just, uh, it's just gotcha. weird the first time, well, right? It's, it's, That's so, what I feel like. Inter- our there's a lot of new smells and our interviews. Textures. I feel like that with you guys. I feel like there's just the, just the right amount of tongue. You guys caress. Right. You hold me just the right way. Yeah. We introduce a new person in <laughs> here. We introduce a new person in here, and it's just sloppy. It's just yeah. you know, saliva yeah. everywhere, bumping teeth. God. You just kind of bump into each other. Yeah, just yeah. awkward. I've never had a reverse boner so strongly. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it imploded. It's uh, it's very uncomfortable hearing that kind of stuff. No, you know. Here's the deal. I've had several people tell me this. This is, by the way, the only podcast that will talk shit about itself. I know. <laughs> I've had several people tell me. We're going to uh, out us right they'll, now. They'll come like, oh my God, I love Mind Pump. I don't like the episodes when you interview people as much, but I like it when it's just you three. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Well. And I agree. Yeah. yeah. Know, it's it's interesting. I, it's I think, part of the formula, though. We have to do that. Well, we have. Uh, we have to let them talk. We have a good chemistry amongst us in the room. And when someone else comes in. It's just the chemistry's a little different. Certain guests are great. Like when we have Joe on, that's great because you know the guy can fucking rap off words like a you know he throws <laughs> everybody under the bus. Yeah, that's 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 mother. always amusing. Yeah, um, well, but- he's, he, yeah, we just kind of like. He's easy, you know. So we, we don't have to we don't have to lead him anywhere. <laughs> See, no, he'll just talk. He's gonna like put your feet up and just every once in a while you gotta throw a question out every once in a while to him. He's real easy. Yeah, he'll just go for it. But for us, I mean, when we first started, it was like we couldn't shut up. Um, we still can't shut up. Obviously, it gets it gets worse. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe we'll just be the podcast that interviews people every once in a great while. Yeah. yeah. But the formula for podcasting, just for people who are listening, yeah, those uh, that want to get into podcasting, we, we actually we we're, we're very transparent, and we'll let you guys know. There's a formula. And the formula, the, tr- the the standard formula for podcasting is you have other people on your show who have a large following, and then that will grow your podcast. That's like the that's like the 
the easy way to grow your listenership is to get people on your show mm-hmm. who have followers themselves. So if you have someone who has, by the way, the best guest would be another podcast host because those people already listen to podcasts, right? So if you have someone who's getting, you know, X amount of thousands of downloads a day and you bring them on your show and they talk about it on their show, you're going to boost your, 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 your growth. We don't do that at all. We, right. we, we barely ever do that. Our growth has come from completely from word of mouth. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Well, and we, I feel like we it's always. It's organic. Like we unless like they food. have relevance in our industry or they have something that, you know, we want to align with or, you know, there has to be some significant reason why we're going to pursue that. Well, and I feel like I, I was one of the ones that early on that really pushed back on this because I remember when we first started, I remember Doug was really telling us like, hey, this, we need to, we need to look for guests. We need to get on this. We needed to push that. And I just felt like that was one of the things that kind of turned me off about other people's podcasts. Sometimes when I get on, um, you know, and I, I love, you know, I love Lane Norton. I love Joe Rogan. I love Fighter and the Kid. But, you know, sometimes if it's not a guest I really want to listen to, I don't listen. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm like, eh. I don't it really brings want. new people to the podcast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And that's what, and that's the formula behind it. So I get it from a business, uh, you know, aspect, but I don't understand for me, for a listener, as a consumer, if I'm listening to something, I want to be entertained, like, uh, and I, I think I feel that entertain same entertain us, entertain us. <laughs> Here we are. Yes, now. perfect Nirvana plug there. Okay, yeah. so I really, th- I really think that uh, you know people Don't that give me a reason to sing that are tuning into us, tune in because they, you know, they have uh, been listening to us for a while, or a friend that's referred to them and said, hey, you know, you listen to Mind Pump, hopefully you get some good information, and that's what they're looking for. Where I felt like I feel like if we were to go into this whole guest thing, where guest, 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 guest all the time, it lose that because I mean, ha- how often when we get a guest? Because there's three of us. It's already a dynamic, right? When you think about podcasting, how many podcasts have three dudes? Yeah. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. normally one guy or maybe two. One guy and a backup guy. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's all, and so it's it takes already a serious chemistry for the three of us to be able to, you know, be able to- Interject and finish each other's sentences. Yes. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. Bro, did you just fold the bill of your hat up? I did. It looks did good like that. Yeah. You look like a BMXer. No, looks, yeah! Looks from good. back in the day. Don't listen to Sal. He can't even wear hats. Man, what the fuck? Yeah. So Man, my so clowning on me. One of my good friends uh, who's just started listening to Mind Pump's like, are you guys ever going to run out of things to talk about? And I'm like, how long have you known me? Do you know yeah, <laughs> who we're dealing with yeah, here? I really never run out of shit to talk about. Actually, I just thought of something to talk about. Uh, weird shit that you've done in your workout career. Like weird things that you do that kind of get you in your either in your zone or you know something that's different about something you might do in terms of prepping for a workout. Like mm. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. There's a couple things I do that are real weird. One is way weirder than the other, so I'm gonna start with the less weird one. <laughs> so oh, as you guys know, wait. as you guys know, I, I owned a gym, uh, a small personal training story, studio for about 12 years, 13 years, and so that's where I did the majority of my workouts for a long time. And one of the great things about owning your own gym is you do what the fuck you want. So. I used to love, and I still do, I, I just got in the habit of turning all the lights off and working out. So the only light coming into the gym was coming in from the the you know the glass you know window. Really? That's sexy. I, That's because, different. Bro, I'm telling you, uh, I, I had to work. I, there was a, a, a massage therapist that worked for me in the facility or rented space for me, I should say. And she enjoyed working out that way. And I always thought it was weird. Like, why? You can't really. It's like it's too dark. Yeah. So I did my first workout that way and I had my, you know, my evil death metal, you know, devil music on Ah. and it was dark and I was working out. And let me tell you, dude, it makes you become aggressive. Yeah. Like that. I felt, I felt, um, it came over you. And so now if I get the opportunity, I'll turn the lights out in the gym if no one's in there because I still train people there. 
and I'll work out and it's just, man, it's just great. It's I've dark. Ne- and I've and never even thought to do that. Bro, it's, um, it's dungeon-like. Well, I, you remember, you, and I know you remember because you worked there. I worked there. We all did, actually. Well, Justin was even started there for a, a little bit. Was uh, Hillsdale? It's dark. Yeah, Hillsdale was known as the dungeon because it had no windows. Yeah. It, was a, it was a square box, mm-hmm. big gym. You know, 30. I would see. I don't want to run a gym like that because you, it's harder to sell. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But when I'm working out, oh yeah, the dark. ceilings were low. Oh, it was yeah, dark. I couldn't there. work in that facility either. Like train clients in that facility. That's all dark. But I'd want to work out there. See. Yeah. For sure. See. But here's the thing. Like I have a similar ritual, but it's more like if I'm. If I'm trying to PR that day or like really get in the zone, I'm going to wear like a, a lightweight hoodie and put the hood over my head and like blast death metal. And I'm just like, I get fucking angry. And like, so like people need to just watch out. <laughs> like, don't talk to me when I'm in that kind of frame of mind. Uh, well, see, it's similar. It's similar. So it you does put help, a, man. You put a hoodie over your head. It's almost like you need to block everything out. I have to out. block it out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Is there anything he weird? Yes, horse blinders. Well, I don't know if you would call it weird. It's definitely new for me. Um, j- literally in the last six months, uh, you, I have really you pull on your nipples. No, 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 no. I've, I've, I've really gotten into the whole well, uh, yes. mobility piece before I start my workout. But that's not weird. It's not weird, but I, it's different. And I think it's unique. And it's, I mean, God, I've been training for fucking over fifteen years, and for this, there's got to be a weird ritual that you do, dude. Well, okay, the probably the uh, probably embarrassing or the, the, the <laughs> thing that I do, I guess. That's but yes, I know you like. That's what I want to hear. Well, I am a bit fanatical about how I look when I go to the gym. I like to fucking match, dude. <laughs> of course. You I mean, I, I turn the lights off, <laughs> make it dark. He wears yeah. a hoodie. He gets angry. You're like, I like to wear matching clothes before. I go <laughs> Let's see. I need to laugh, right? Hot damn. Yeah. I good. I, I I probably spend. Uh, I probably spend. Honestly, if I really thought about this, this is actually true. Now I think about this. I spend more time picking my outfit out that I'm going to work out in the gym and then I do the one I'm going to wear and all day. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. I swear to God. Fancy. I swear to God, dude. I If I'm getting ready for the day and I'm just going to be out and about, I'll fucking just throw on any sweats. I'll mismatch, throw a ball cap on and go. But if I'm going to the gym, like I have, I need the whole, I need the whole. No way. Yeah, yeah. My, my chucks and my socks are going to be right with my sweats and it's got to match my shirt and hat. Got to have my gear and bag. So you have to have your ensemble. I do. I have to have my mm-hmm. ensemble. I have my gym bag that has like all the tools or all the things I could possibly need inside of it. I've got, uh, you know, my headphones. Got like, and it's all going to be there. I will literally walk out of the gym. If I show up and I forgot something, I'm like, oh, fuck this. I got to go back. What, a, what about a pre-workout poop? Of course. Uh, Every time, right, Justin? Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, even before anything big, like we mentioned, <laughs> I, uh, like before the, the the Orange Theory thing that we did. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the big, mean- biggest fart ever. It's just, I don't know, something inside me just fights, you know? And I'm like, I got to take care of this, guys. And uh, before, every time. Before every workout, yeah, you got to uh, do the, you gotta like do the big pre-workout. Big games, whatever it was, I had to, you know, we had to have a, well, a moment. There's a science, there's science behind it, too. So you figure if I'm going for a max lift, right? You don't want any extra weight on right. your body. Okay. Yeah, so you need to get light. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, that, that's two pounds. That only affected me when I was messing around with pre-workouts a lot. And I don't really mess with pre-workouts hardly ever now. Unless somebody sends me some free shit and then I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll try this. You ever? Isn't it trippy how people will take supplements that give them the runs and they'll just keep taking them? Well, that's like a lot of pre-workouts, man. A lot of, pre, yeah. a lot of pre-workouts that are loaded with 200 to 400 milligrams of caffeine. You take it and then, you know, 15, 20 minutes before the gym and you're on your way to the gym and by the time you get to the gym. And that I hate that. There's nothing more that I hate more than getting into my groove 
And then like that comes on and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> comes yeah. That comes on. And then you're like, I got to go. And then you're in the bathroom for 20 minutes mm -hmm. and just like lose your mental focus. You know, I don't not like that at all. And pre-workout does that a lot to me. Well, so here's, here's something that's uh so I remember I had two Plus things, like right? Shitty here's, here's the second weird, this is a very weird, strange thing. Uh, for a second, and when I say second, it might have been like a month or two where I was doing some yoga and I was kind of getting to the yoga thing. And uh, I was home alone one day. And you were able to assume the position where you get head all the way down? What? Uh, no, that was, wow, that was really bad. Yeah. I uh, I turned all the lights off no. again. I got a thing with the lights. Isn't that the point of yoga? And I did uh, naked yoga. So See? I took, yeah, I took all my clothes off. Dear God. I don't know why. I just felt like, I just felt like it was it's meditative. Not, this is not, true. I don't want to even I'm telling that. you, dude, and I'm stretching <laughs> and I'm, I'm nude and I'm stretching and um, I don't know. I felt very grounded. This just sounds so, this is horrible. You no, I want you to edit that entire thing out. Let's <laughs> just, <laughs> no, I'm, just no, I'm extremely interested yeah. now in this because I don't, I, aren't you, as, I don't know, as a man, I don't you feel like a, your ass being all out there when you're, when you're in uh, Well, nobody was you're there. You're too open, bro. I was, I was by myself. <laughs> Nobody was there. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Especially, I don't know. I just doing yoga poses, like, dude. What if the UPS guy comes? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I had all the blinds and shit, shit you know, shut. I was right. in the front yard. No, I was in the back. I was in my house. Fire! You're and like, oh. uh, and I did that, and I had one of the best like stretch sessions of all time. Well, you know, now that, now that you say that, I can see you do this because out of all three of us, or four of us, even including what? Doug, probably. I'm the I, weirdest. I, no, I think oh, okay. you're, you're the most secure with his his body and stuff. So I don't. I still don't think I look good naked. That's just really. Yeah, I think the the male body. You, I don't think you, you look do, good bro. naked either. You probably so. It's, it's, <laughs> well, just because you're secure with yourself, I'll just let you know you don't look good naked. <laughs> you know. You know. I'm not. It's not that I'm comfortable being naked. The, the male body is just not attractive like a female body. It's to awkward, me. man. Yeah, I work fucking as hard as I possibly can to be aesthetic, and and then I look and I'm like, God damn it, man! You just there's too many things hanging out. There is. It just and we're we're. Shape yeah. different girls are you know even a girl that's not in like the most awesome shape ever has like was already you know crafted. well that's because you're attracted to women of course dude yeah you think that's what it is i of course it is bro and so maybe you're more comfortable with the being naked thing because you're attracted to men no just myself mm. just oh, attracted myself yourself, yeah. no that's not what it is listen okay we all look the look, everybody's got a dick all guys have dicks so whatever it's not a big deal but for me, it was grounding. I felt very meditative. I put the I put music on. I had, I had the yoga music on, and I was just doing my yoga, oh and I felt God. very grounded. I'm with so it. making a meme out of this, just so and it, and I'm telling you, dude, uh, it was great. And so I've done a couple other yoga sessions, not fully naked, <coughs> and yeah, not fully naked, but like just in my underwear, just feeling like totally free. And well, I know you, you, I know you uh, know some yoga yoga people and are close to them. What what what's their theory on that? Have you ever shared this with them that you you do this or you've done the this? first time I've ever shared this is right here on mind pump and for whatever reason i feel like i can say anything on this mic. <laughs> it's so bad but i'm so but, glad you're so open with us but so. i'll but I'll, I'll guarantee you right now that there's someone somewhere is teaching naked yoga I naked. they go hand in hand i'm telling you i guarantee it now naked lifting see that would never work never would that work no. but yeah they're teaching that and then nobody's showering yeah no, you know what like you're not gonna yeah. deadlift you know naked or squat deadlift or any i mean squat naked or any of that shit no way yeah. man you might hit some. You, you know might I mean? be onto something, dude. You, you know might, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might. I left to doing the hands-free deadlift, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but you don't want to, you know, you don't want to do anything else like that. But I mean, do, no other weird rituals before your workouts. I I don't. Well, I, you trumped us on that one. Well, I uh, I win. I feel like I have. I feel like I have a, a a ritual. Unfortunately for mine, I don't. And maybe that's just because I'm just not as weird as you are. Just uh, <laughs> mine is. Uh, mine is just really basic. I get in the I get in the gym. It's like clockwork. I. I drop my bag off the exact same spot i get on the treadmill first i walk on the treadmill for like 
five to 30 minutes to put. And for me, that is at my time to like uh, decompress. I come down from whatever, wherever my mind is business wise or whatever. I find that I, that, that helps me when I come in the gym. If I, when I was 20, 20 years old, I could come in the gym and go right into the weights right away and start pumping away and do my thing. No stretching, no nothing. Just work out hella hard, get after it, you know, where now it's, it's a process for me for sure. And I, I don't know if that's something that just with age or uh, I've just learned more about myself, who knows, but I do, I come in, I walk on the treadmill five to 30 minutes and I am, I have like, and I, I also, maybe here's a ritual for you. I like to, uh, if I really want to get after a workout, a new playlist, I'll spend, you know, I'll spend an hour before my workout at home, you know, creating this iTunes playlist of what I want to, to listen to, like of some good rock that I haven't heard in a while or whatever, and I'll make a playlist and then I'll go. So, and then that first part of walking is kind of getting into that, that mentality. And now, like I said, now what's new for me is I've really embraced the whole warm up, man. I really, uh, before it was, you know, the, the foam roll and the stretching was my process before and it was kind of daunting and I didn't like doing it, but I knew it was necessary. Where now I've I've really embraced the whole uh, mobility stuff and I've I like learning a new move and, and practicing it and seeing and then applying it and seeing the difference in my workout. And, you know, I've learned to treat it uh, just as much as an importance as the rest of my lifts. And I, and I like it. I actually God, once I get into the weights, I just feel so great, man. I feel so good and so ready where in the past, and once again, this could be, uh, attribute this to being older now, you know, being in our mid thirties, you know, I cannot just go grab some dumbbells and start curling or pressing or, you know, get under a barbell and start deadlifting right away and feel awesome right away. I mean, it's, it takes some time. Well, I think, uh, we underestimate the mental component of getting ready for a workout. And I think a lot of people who, you know, are listening right now who are trying to make fitness kind of more regular, that pre-workout, uh, whatever you want to call it, we're talking about rituals. All joking aside, there's a mental component to getting yourself ready for what you're about to do, and that makes what you do uh, feel more important, and it makes you take it more seriously. And think about all the things that you do that are very important to you. You tend to do things to prepare for them, right? And if you don't treat your workout that way, I do think that there's some detriment. Don't think for one second that part of the benefit of your mobility session before your workout isn't just the mental component of it as well. You oh. know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. It's like you're, you're you're getting ready. You're spending 15 minutes to get ready to have this great workout. Well, that's why I don't understand your yoga thing. I'm still like, my brain's still there, dude. Still picturing. <laughs> still picturing out doing that. Like, what are you? you need to stop. So picturing no, that. no. I'm thinking about like how this all fits into our different characters because for me. Uh, I still want to talk about weird shit, right? You guys are kind of moving in another direction. Like, so I'll take, <laughs> I'll take like a, a big rocks and and I'll pick them up and I'll walk up like a sand hill. I love doing shit that's like unconventional. Wow, where the hell are you doing that? Uh, there's this spot at the end of this road, uh, where I live. Like, you go and there's um like this big sand hill, and so I'll go grab a rock and I'll walk up a hill and I'll that just is do random shit. Weird. And then I'll take like a yeah, I'll take trees and fucking push them over. <laughs> what? Are you serious I'm at, right yeah, now? I'm serious. Okay, dude. now we're getting now we're getting into like get naked yoga shit here like because that, that's fucking weird to it's me. It's weird, but like but I like put, I like to I like to destroy things. You couldn't you, be you more push trees over. Be, I fucking you know, throw, be more I throw big rocks like on things just to hear the sound of it like crashing and breaking and shit. 
You're like a you're like a you're like a monster. I'm no, just saying that's like kind of ogreish. You're right? like a big fucking child. I, know, that's just, I don't know why, but I love doing. You're that. You're like a big fucking yeah. child. That's the stuff yeah. the kids do. Right? So no, like, I like to throw yeah. rocks through store windows. Who doesn't like to do that? <laughs> I like yeah. to spray graffiti. Dude, the sound of breaking glass. Oh, it doesn't get better. Than that. But it, but okay, fine. It's weird and whatever. Thank you. But it does put you in that mental state or whatever that mental state is that you want to be in. Yeah, like for, I'm a fucking ogre for your whatever, yeah. whatever for your workout. Right. And I think that's. Under, uh, I think we it's underutilized. It's underestimated. I think people on the way to the gym from work should visualize what they're going to do, visualize what their goal is, should think about the things that they're going to achieve in their workout. And studies will show that visualization makes a significant difference in terms of a person's subjective, uh, you know, how they, how they, uh, the workout appears to be in terms of its difficulty or how hard it is. Well, so it's the same thing too with athletics. If you're talking about rituals, like think about how, you know, all these athletes like prepare for games. It's, it's almost like, um, what, what's the word for it when they get like, uh, psyched uh, out, psyched up. No, 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 no. Like, uh, um, they think like something bad is going to happen. Otherwise oh, superstitious. superstitious. Thank you. Yeah. So they get like real superstitious about the way that everything like, uh, the process of how they get ready for the game. And, you know, it, it seeing this on uh, multiple teams that I played on, like you just see the, this interesting process each person kind of has to take to get themselves in that right state of mind. And uh, one of the things that we did as a team, like it was like fucking silent and it was silent leading up to the game. Nobody talk. And if you talk like you get your ass gets reamed. And uh, so we just like made that a, uh, a thing that we had to be disciplined and focused and like even, you know, leading up to it, all the drills and stuff like we, we had to know that like this is the what we do each time. But like nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. stay focused. And I felt like for me that really helped because then when I got into college, people are fucking around and like, you know, just trying to joke, you know, right before the game. I was not into that. I was like, this does not work for me. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's interesting. As humans, we develop these rituals because we instinctively know how important it is to become mentally prepared before any type of a physical exertion. You know, it's it's a very important factor, and nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. Nobody tells their clients, "Hey, before you come to the gym," I tell my clients this: before you come to the gym, I want you to think about, you know, what kind of attitude you're going to have when we work out. I want you to think about the things you're going to achieve. And I'll work out. Even if you just spend five minutes doing it, it sounds stupid. It sounds silly, but it makes a very big difference. I used to say that working out is 60% mental. More than half, I think, is mental. I think uh, if you just go and pick up a rock, kind of like what Justin is saying, and you don't think about how to do that properly, uh, what your body will just do it and choose the easiest path. So, and, and there, to me, I feel, uh, and I don't know this, I don't know if this is the, the aesthetic guy in me or what like that, but there's such, to me, you know, training and bodybuilding and lifting weights. It's such, it's an art, it's sculpting. I, I, I have that attitude, like when I go into it. So, you know, I'm so focused on where I want to feel things, how I want to feel it and listening to my body. I feel like that's such a mental piece. Uh, and I think a, a lot of people neglect that. They they approach a workout and, and they gauge it. We've talked about this before based off of the result from it, how sore I was or what I felt where I'm more in tune with how I feel it as I'm going through the process you know, have, is that muscle fatigued? Am I noticing that all my secondaries are starting to fire now? I've pretty much toasted that muscle. Do I need to continue on and, and do all these extra sets that I had planned to do originally? And no, I don't. You know, I can move on to something else now. Or So I'm always 
uh, uh, listening and paying attention. And that takes a lot of mental focus to, to do that. And if you have all this shit going on beforehand and you're elsewhere, I, I just don't I don't see how you can maximize a, a workout like that without being connected. You know? Well, especially with resistance training, because uh, resistance training, you are, of course, the calories you burn throughout the day really, you know, it boils down to what kind of activity you're doing when you're not in the gym, okay? But resistance training is just a stimulus. It's a stimulus for the muscles to grow or to change. And so that's the most important uh, time of your day in terms of getting your body to change. So it only makes sense that you treat it that way. You see what I'm saying? If I know I have one hour, three days a week in the gym, that's only three hours of the entire week. So why not maximize those three hours in every way possible and the mental component is a massive, massive part of it. If you go into your workout uh, scatterbrained, thinking about other things, I'm just going to go in and just do this prescribed workout and then leave, you're not going to be nearly as effective as if you prep your mind before and during, while you're in there, you're in your zone, get in your zone, and then afterwards think about what you just did. That makes a massive difference. Studies will show it. And anecdotally speaking, as somebody who's trained for as long as I have, it, uh, it's one of the biggest things you could do, easiest things you could do that makes the biggest impact is that simple thing. It's This, this is the reason why stimulants, uh, why people love taking stimulants before their workout. You know, stimulants do that kind of artificially, right? You take mm-hmm. a shit ton of caffeine, you're kind of, I'm focused, right? Uh, just like taking any other stimulant, like a Ritalin or Adderall or, you know, some of these other exotic, uh, you know, things that they put in these supplements. People enjoy them because it artificially puts them in that kind of state of mind before the workout. Mm-hmm. And then you're stronger. It's not subjective, it's objective. Look, you take caffeine before your workout, they've done this in studies, and you're a little bit stronger. You perceive less pain. Uh, that's all mental. Can you do that without the stimulants? I think so, absolutely. They've done studies on uh, some of these monks that will meditate and will be able to lower their body temperature or raise their body temperature or slow the heart rate down to ridiculous levels mm-hmm. so, and because they practice. And it takes a little bit of practice, but I see people in the gym... Yeah, and they're not treating the workouts. Some people use breathing too, you know, breathing like part of patterning that and and getting yourself in the zone as far as like slowing the heart rate or raising the heart rate or whatever it is. Like they're just they they can manipulate factors like that in order to get them into that place. Yes, and and I've seen people in the gym, and it seems like they're they're kind of messing around or they're they're on their phone or they're talking or whatever. And there's a lot of results that they're missing. Because they don't have that mental component there while they're working out. And I think uh, we need to treat it as as seriously as the workout itself. Well, I feel like human movement, period, uh, it starts from your brain. It's almost obvious. It seems so obvious. You know, like you... You're not you're not moving and wiggling your fingers without your brain telling you to send a, sending that signal to do that. So to me, it seems so obvious because we do stuff like that. Just wiggle your fingers and you take it for granted. But there is something that's happening neurologically that's going on right there. And we've done this a million times all day long. Move your hands, grab the doorknob, do stuff like that. So we have second nature. But, you know, lifting weights is not something that's necessarily, uh, you know, second nature for a lot of people. And it takes time to get into that groove and to find that in. Uh, I find it very important uh, to do those things. And I, I think I'm an experienced lifter and I still find a difference. I, I, so there's been times, I don't know about you guys before, but I've left a workout because I can't get out of my mental funk. 
Mm-hmm. Because I'm so I got so much heavy shit going on outside. Yeah, you're like, I'm not being effective here today. Exactly, and yeah. I'm I, I'm in the gym, and I and I want it, and I I'm going there in hopes that it's going to help with all the shit that I got going on. But I it's so bad that I can't yeah. get out of it, and I'll walk out of the gym frustrated. Usually, that's like when you're just bombarded with stress, mm-hmm. you know. And so what like as much as you don't want to admit, like people think that it's therapy to then go add, you know, physical stress to your body to kind of divert that. But a lot of times like you'll bring that stress and it's going to intensify the stress by adding exercise stress. So, you know, you have to watch out for that. Perfect example was yesterday. Uh, Yesterday was, um, you know, I scheduled a day off two, uh, three days ago. Um, And then the next day after that, I was, I had planned to go to the gym. And I uh, just did it, man. I just had so much on my plate. I had other things that I was working on business-wise. And I was like, that's okay. I haven't given myself two days off in a row in a while. Uh, you know, I'll be good recovery. Day three, I'll be able to come back. And I, was, I had really planned. I wanted yesterday to get after it. I was excited. I wanted to go. I wanted to go ahead and get after left uh, some dead lifting. And I'm like, man, I, I feel fully recovered. This can be an exciting workout. And then I was up all night the night before work until late night. Then I was up at the crack of dawn working again. And then we, then we podcasted. We had Joe on the interview and stuff like that. And, and then we were out late again. I, I just was so exhausted and as bad as I had planned and wanted to go to the gym, like I just said, no, it's just, I had to take it off, you know, and I could have, I could have went in, I could have powered through it and done it. But there's, there's a, there's a point where I feel like you have to learn to listen to your body. And that was the situation right there where, you know, it was as much as I wanted to go in and go lift it, you know, I was like, I wasn't there mentally. And, it, and I think if I would have went in and pushed through it, um, you know, sure, I might have seen some benefits from it, but I think I would have had just as much. Well, you, you could have even just modified, right? You could have even someone in that same situation could have said, you know what, I'm exhausted, but what? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in there and I'm going to just do some mobility stuff and I'm going to stretch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in the aerobic studio, make it you know dark, whatever, and just make myself feel a little bit better. Could have been another you know another way. You know, here's yeah. an easy tool that I've taught some of my clients. This is an easy way to kind of get yourself mentally prepared for your workout. It's it's as easy as visualizing what you're going to do before you do it. It's simple. It takes a grand total of 10 minutes. Uh, maybe when you're warming up or you're stretching. I want it, Do this yourself. On your next workout, when you're warming up, whatever your warm-up is, whether it be mobility, whether it be on a piece of cardio equipment, visualize your exercises and the sequence you're going to do them and where you're going to do them and what you're going to do. And that alone puts you in this state of mind uh, that's going to give you a better workout. You know, they, Scientists have, have shown... That thinking about something lights up the brain in almost the same ways as actually doing them. So if I'm if I'm thinking of riding a bike and I'm visualizing, I'm doing a really good job visual, visualizing it, they almost can't tell the difference between me actually riding my bike in my brain and me just visualizing it. And so the same thing happens when you're working out. So it's almost like you're doing sets of your exercise mm-hmm. before you do sets of that exercise. It's almost like another part of warming up. It's a very important factor. It's the cognitive factor. It's the... It's the brain and the mental factor that factors into the success of your workouts. And those of you that are listening right now that are saying, well, that's silly, trust me, try it. Just visualize a little bit and notice the difference. It's, it's, to me, personally, it's, it's the equivalent of uh, having a stimulant before my workout. It's almost as powerful. I go into my workout. Now I'm ready. I've already visualized my deadlift. I've already visualized my pull-ups. I've already visualized whatever I'm going to do. I go in and I do it, and it just... It feels that much better, and I, it only I, takes ten minutes. I find it, it's and you have to do it. I feel like you, especially when you're lifting heavy. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can go into a workout if I'm on, you know, phase three or whatever like that, and and we're doing a lot of uh, hypertrophy and supersetting and lightweight and 
getting into it. That's one thing. But when I have to call upon my central nervous system and I have to go, I got to go rip some serious heavy weight off the floor or put some shit on my back that I, I know is serious weight. Um, there is definitely a, a, a piece that I feel I have to get mentally ready for that. I just, it, and to me, and I know some people probably think they just kind of use their, their warm up sets or whatever as that. But I feel like at that point, it's almost game time already. I feel like I need a good 10 to 20 minutes before. And that's that walking on the treadmill is visualizing the bet. Cause I, and I don't know about you guys either that I don't go to the gym knowing for sure what I'm going to do. I go to the gym with our structure, our skeletal structure that we've built in programs. And I know, okay, I'm in whatever phase and I have an idea. But I, a lot of that time I'm, I'm on the treadmill. I'm also, this is where I like to apply a lot of our, our science and the stuff that we're always playing with is I'm like, okay. You know, I'm going to try this today. I'm, you know, before I go, you know, squat, I'm going to do this and I'm going to see, see how I feel, you know, and I'm going to try this and I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then, so a lot of that is, is, is happening when I'm walking on that treadmill too, before I get started or doing my mobility is really putting together, you know, exactly how I'm going to go through, what order these exercises I'm going to do them in, if I'm going to modify or change something and then what I'm looking for if I do, you know? Yeah. I have a couple techniques I do for the squat and for the deadlift. So for the squat, um, I visualize how it feels to get into a good squat. So it's hard to explain, but I know how it feels when I sit into a squat and it feels stable, strong, and where I could push up out of the hole. And so I, I just think of that feeling over and over again. And then when I get into a squat, I tend to be able to get right into it. And then when I deadlift, this is there's two things that I visualize when I'll deadlift, especially if it's a heavy pull. One is that the weights are nailed to the floor and I'm trying to rip them, rip the nails out of the ground. So for whatever reason, when I'm imagining that I'm ripping it off the ground, I feel stronger. And the second thing is that I envision myself squeezing indentations into the bar. So I grab the bar and I squeeze the shit out of it right before I lift. And I imagine that I I can actually leave my fingerprints in the bar. That's how hard I can squeeze the bar. Both those things for me subjectively feel like uh, I get stronger. And I don't know if it's uh, if there's evidence behind that, there is some central nervous system evidence. But for me, the fact that it feels better makes the lift feel easier. It makes me want to do more, you know, more uh, lifts with heavy weight. It's worth it. I feel like I've I've experimented with that same process with squeezing the bar and also using other techniques to kind of drive uh, that intensity to my central nervous system. And it has, it has, especially when I'm when I'm trying to lift, uh, you know, in a heavier weight limit. So, um, but. You know, for me, um, when, when I'm going to, to, to ritualize this and, 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 and go into my big heavy lifts, like I just, I will lose like focus. Once I lose focus, like the, it's done. Like when I'm going for a heavy, heavy lift, anytime I've ever failed, I feel like it's been mental. Mm, and yeah. so, you know, that, that's always one thing that it's like, ah, it's so, so it's such a, like an obvious thing to me that like, Oh my God, I wasn't focused enough. I wasn't prepared enough mentally for this lift that like, you know, I just kind of went into it. Like I've done this before, I've done this before, but my mind wasn't there. And then, you know, you hit that sort of spot that where your, your, your brain almost shuts down. You're like, Nope, not, I'm not gonna let you have it today. And then I'm done. So another another thing I've done too, is when I've loaded weight on the bar is I'll load it uh, in the past. I've done this instead of putting all 45s, I'll add little weights on it. Because for whatever reason, the way it looks, it makes me think that maybe it's less, even though it's the same weight. Oh, <laughs> really? It. Yes. Think about it. Uh, think about the sticking points in your lifts. Mm-hmm. It was two plates on the bench, three plates on the squat. It was four or five plates on. It's always these 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 numbers that have to add up to with the 45-pound plates mm-hmm. when it's just an arbitrary fucking number. You know what I mean? Five plates on the deadlifts, 495. I remember that was such a big deal. 
to surpass. And now it's the sixth place. It's so true. You you look at it visually, like exactly what, like when I'm doing power cleans, I'll see like, okay, I'm stacking this one. Now I'm stacking, you know, another red one next to each other. Let me get that. Now I'm going to go for, you know, I'm going to get my yellow one on top of that and then a green one. And then it's just like, I can't get that last one. And so then I started experimenting around that and adding like the little donut size ones and, you know, kind of incrementally putting it up. And it was like I had a totally different response because it's like mentally I had this block. You know, I just would see it as as what it was. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I've never tried that. Oh, yeah. I've done that where I'll, I'll add I'll, I'll put a certain amount of weight on the bar and then I'll start adding small plates and I will consciously not count how much weight is on the that's bar. That's funny. Yeah. That is yeah. funny. Cause I, I actually, if I were, I, I think it's different for me. I think, uh, seeing the, the big 45s on there gives me the mental juice of like, Oh, this it like revs. Yeah. Yeah. It revs me up. Like I'm about to, I'm about to pull five plates right here. Oh, I'm about to squat four plates right here and seeing the four plates on where if it's, uh, and it, cause it's not like I've never obviously squatted with 25s and tens and fives. And I've done all that stuff before when I'm doing that, I feel like it doesn't count or it's not, unless the actual big wheels are not on there, it doesn't, it doesn't count. And so I got to have the, there's times where I'll actually take the smaller stuff on just, and to put the same exact weight on, but I want the 45s on there. Cause I want to see it. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to go squat this or get this, but where I'm like, I, uh, I'm glad Justin said that because I'm very similar to you. I, I would say 90% of the time, maybe more. I can't think of a time where I have failed and I didn't attribute it to mental. I almost think every time that I I've, I fail, it didn't feel like, oh, my muscle gave out and that was just too much for my muscles. Yeah. It was something that I didn't uh, I didn't fire everything just right. With, with heavy lifts and PRing, I feel like, that, and this is kind of a cool topic because I know we've had a lot of people lately on the forum asking about PRs and when to when to incorporate them or how often you should hit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm going after a PR just a, or a strength test, see where I'm at. Um, you know, it's there is a lot of little things I do when I get in there to squat. For me personally, uh, how I get up underneath it, um, I got to really concentrate on retracting and pinching my scapula together. If I don't, that slightest bit of being off. When I come down, that could throw me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting, I'm, I've been getting better about, uh, you know, bracing my core with breathing techniques before I go under. Um, I always know uh, a difference when, which is why I think the belt helps a lot. The belt, I feel like, you, when you when you have a belt when you're going for a PR, I have to say that that's probably one of the things I like most about it. Which I also notice when you, I lift a lot without it, and then I let myself have it, is it gives me a wall for me to feel that core being braced against. Mm-hmm. It's I totally get, you know, being somebody who lifts a lot of heavy weight with and without belts, you know, I see the difference and that's a that's something the the biggest advantage I have with a belt is more so the the than the safety thing is I can feel myself bracing my core against the belt and so that's just one less thing that I have to kind of think about when I'm getting that squat. So boom, I feel the core right. brace against the bell. Now I pull back my shoulders and retract and I drop down in the hole and then it helps me get out. It's a, it's a total another discipline that you have to establish. Like you really have to concentrate on bracing your core right before you get to the lift or yeah, it will hurt you. So yeah, that's something that subconsciously, you know, maybe that is a block for you. So yeah. a belt in that case, if you get up to the heavy weight would make sense. Yeah, no, it makes a big difference for me for sure. When I used to train in uh, jujitsu, uh, sometimes we would do uh, no gi. No gi meaning we wouldn't wear our gi, but you would wear a rash guard. Um, and some of these rash guards you buy are they're tight, right? So they're really, really tight. They're kind of like spandex shirts. Yeah, I know. And uh, long sleeve. And I actually worked out in those things a couple times when I did max lifts. And just the, and it's it's they're it's thin. It's not like a bench shirt or anything like that. So it's not giving me support. But the the feeling of the tightness around the body made me feel really secure. 
and there was this mental thing I got from it that would make me feel stronger. And I've used that in the past when I've gone to do like a max lift. I'll wear like a tight shirt, a tight T-shirt. You know, like that, that is the only reason why there's a part of me that has wanted to try compression pants is for that exact reason. You like the mm-hmm. tightness? Yeah. No, I, I, I have I have noticed that before when I'm when you when you're he all snugged in the belt. Snug on his butt cheeks. It does. It does feel like you brings everything tight in like that. And I've been curious if that if I feel a difference like that when I'm when I'm wearing that. I just can't break myself to do it, dude. I can't put spandex on as a man on my pants. I, <laughs> I can wear a spandex shirt, but I don't. And even then, I don't like doing that because i think that's kind of weird too yeah. you know the guy that wears the under armor shirt that he tucks into his shorts and stuff that's like a medium and he should be wearing like an extra large <laughs> you know just wear it and then wear something over it nobody yeah, will well know. that's what i if i were to yeah absolutely nobody will know. if you ever catch me in yeah. spandex pants you better believe i'd have shorts over the top of it my junk would not be hanging out you know all over the place while i'm squatting because that would be a fucking distraction for me uh, yeah. if i was looking at my squat form in the mirror me. and all i see is a vein in my cock while i'm trying to squat <laughs> i would that would just completely yeah. throw me off completely mm. so that's a great place to end yeah <laughs> leave us a five-star rating and review it's on itunes visual. and find us on instagram at mind pump radio you can find me at mind pump sal you can find adam at mind pump adam and justin at mind pump justin and you could check out our testimonials at mindpumpmedia.com thank you for listening to mind pump For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.